Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Everyone is voting for Jack. Cause he's got what all the rest lack. Everyone wants to back Jack. Jack is on the right track cause he's got... Hey guys, welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. It's Allison once again, and I'm excited that you are listening. Thank you guys for allowing me a week off. I mean, I guess that was my choice, but technically you guys were nice about it. So I had a good vacation and I am ready and back to it. First, I wanted to start out by talking about something I talked about on my Instagram, but I also want to talk about it here. I have been accepted into the Amazon Influencer Program, which is really exciting, actually, because it lets me take all of the recommendations of books and movies and merch and all the things that I post regularly and that I get asked about a lot, and I was able to curate an entire Amazon website around those things. So they're all listed out on the link in my bio and on Instagram, which is at K-E-N-N-E-D-Y-D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y. They're there in my bio and it's under like an Amazon tab and you can go click that and see all my book recommendations, film recommendations, all the things that I just said basically. (laughs) And um, yeah, you can just kind of go see the things that I think are notable or worth reading or listening to or whatever. So when you do this, it doesn't charge you anything extra to use my links, but it helps me out because technically Amazon gives me a little bit of the profit for the recommendation. So if you guys would do that, that would make me so happy to go and uh, actually purchase through my links, the recommendations that I give you, because as I just said, it helps me out. I'm really excited to be able to do this and to give you guys the suggestions and the recommendations and stuff that you guys ask me about so often. Uh, It's really fun for me to chat and banter back and forth with you guys about your favorites and my favorites. And it's just cool to have been able to make an entire site of all of those things. Even some of them are things that I haven't read, but I made sure that it was things that I wanted to read, things that I thought were worth reading, things that you guys have suggested for me to read. So I will be using my own links to purchase things as well. So this week, I'm going to do another Q&A episode, which is super fun for me because it gives me a little bit of insight into what you guys want to hear from me or what's interesting to you about the Kennedys. And I think it's fun to be able to stretch my brain a little bit into where you guys' brains are and learn things that are interesting to you and also interesting to me in turn. So I have gotten some really good questions and I wanted to answer those as I said. So here we go. Therefore, an answer to your question Okay, the first question I'm going to answer is from Mr. Dot Wirtz, and it is, what kinds of cars did the Kennedys drive? This was fun for me to look up because I did have to look it up. 
And I found uh, a couple articles about it, actually, surprisingly. I, di- I didn't know it was going to be so easy to find JFK's favorite car, specifically just what I focused on, not the entire family, because that would take hours, probably. <laughs> but um, it turns out that JFK had a real love for Fords and Lincolns. This is interesting, too. Robert McNamara, which was his Secretary of Defense, was actually a Ford executive when JFK hired him. So I don't know if that plays into anything, but it's just kind of cool that he had an interest in Fords and in turn hired an executive. So in 1961, JFK was driving a Ford Thunderbird convertible. He thought it was slick, super cool. He would zip around in that thing, apparently, and loved it. But in 1963, he actually had a 1963 Ford Thunderbird hardtop. So that's what he was driving around the time of the assassination. And it was a Sandshell Beige Metallic 63 Thunderbird. And I'm sitting here looking at a picture of it, and it is really cool. I kind of want one now. The next question I got was from Molly Schmosher. Or it could be Molly S. Mosher. I don't know. I'm sorry. These names I'm probably going to butcher, and I don't mean to at all. But I'm going to read your names off anyway because it's fun to do. Okay, so this one is, was Caroline and John's relationship really strained after his wedding to Carolyn? I touched on this a little bit in my last episode. If you have not listened to uh, All's Fair in Love and War, which was my last episode all about JFK Jr. and Carolyn's marriage, go listen to it. I actually thought it was turned out pretty interesting. Um, I, I learned a lot in doing that one that I didn't know before, so it was a fun one. Uh, but... Yes, it was strained. And it's not necessarily just because of the wedding or because of who she was or anything. What happened was, apparently, Caroline had some things to say about Carolyn being late to her wedding and about her heels sticking in the mud and how she was clomping in heels. Just kind of crap-talking Carolyn a little bit, and that pissed Carolyn off. But you never really know behind closed doors either what else. They, I think they had one other issue, too, that I, it's not coming to me at this exact moment. But nevertheless, yeah, they had some issues and some tension and stuff. So I have heard multiple times that Caroline and John weren't really speaking. The siblings, not Carolyn and John, like siblings, Caroline and John weren't really uh, speaking at the time of his death either. They had a very strained relationship, which I just think is tragic and honestly horrible. I'm, I'm sure that was a hard pill to swallow. I mean, it'd be hard to lose anybody at any time, but especially if you have a strained relationship and probably weren't exactly where you wanted to be at that time. I just, I feel for her in that way. So I got a couple questions about uh, Secret Service agent Clint Hill, whom I adore. I love all of his books. I've read them all. I've watched all of his documentaries and everything. I want him to be a guest, which by the way, if y'all want to just be the most incredible audience in the entire world. I would love you forever if you would reach out to Clint Hill and like on Instagram or whatever and say, hey, you should be a guest on the Kennedy Dynasty podcast because I have personally reached out to him a couple times with no response, which is okay. I understand. But it is a huge dream of mine to have him as a guest on here and be able to chat with him. So yeah, that would make my life if you guys would also reach out to him and be like, hey, you should totally be a guest. You you would be so great. Blah, blah, blah. You know, pump him up and maybe make him think that I would be a fun host. So <laughs> that would be great. And I would appreciate that. Back to the question though. Okay. One Marbrick asked if I knew how Miss Kennedy's Secret Service agent, Clint Hill, is doing. I actually follow him on Instagram and he is good. Um, He's been in quarantine because of obviously the coronavirus and he has a dog named Dazzle, which was his Secret Service codename. And I think that's just the cutest thing in the entire world. He is married to Lisa McCubin. McCubrin? I I can't remember exactly how to pronounce her last name, but she writes his books with him as well. And um, yeah, they seem to just have a really 
sweet, happy life, according to Instagram. I mean, don't we all, according to Instagram, but still, they seem to just have a, a sweet life together, and they've created all of these amazing books and stuff, and yeah, he seems to be kind of hunkering down in his home during this time, but according to what he puts out, doing pretty well. Drinking his, uh, the Clint drinks. Have you guys ever made one of those? He has this signature cocktail, if you don't know, where it's like Campari and, I don't know, a bunch of stuff that sounds like it really should not go together. <laughs> but he has this cocktail and he likes it in a specific tall glass and all this kind of stuff. And he actually goes places and asks for that cocktail and hands them like a business card type card that has the Clint recipe on it because he was tired of repeating himself and having to give out all the ingredients and the ounces and all that kind of stuff for his own drink that he loves. So he literally goes around bars and stuff and hands them a business card of his cocktail. And I just wondered if you guys had ever tried it. I personally don't own all the ingredients for the Clint. It's a lot of like a couple obscure things when I've got some of the things, but I'm actually thinking I might make one just to see. I'm, I'm curious. So if you've ever tried one, DM me. Let me know how it is. Don't make me waste my money on ingredients if it's disgusting. <laughs> Be a friend. Okay, so next question, I'm going to talk about Clint Hill again. And it is maybe touch on Jackie and Clint Hill's close relationship. This is from PSU Gymnast 324. If you have not, which I feel like I am really mentioning this book a lot, but it's my favorite, guys. If you haven't read it, you have to read it. It's Miss Kennedy and Me by Clint Hill, all about his relationship with the First Lady during his time working with her and guarding her, which was, you know, during the presidency and uh, beyond as well for a few years. So I will talk about their relationship because I think it's a unique one, especially for that position. There's a lot of people that think that Clint Hill was like secretly in love with Miss Kennedy, just like obsessed and all this kind of stuff. But here's what we have to think about. He spent more time with her during the presidency, or during his entire time of guarding her and taking care of her, he spent more time with her than his own family and children. So they obviously formed a very close bond. I mean, imagine having someone at your side more than anybody else in your life because they're there literally anytime you're awake, technically. And they're probably outside your door while you're sleeping. So they obviously formed a really close bond where they chatted and talked and knew details about each other's lives and things. And yeah, so they they had a unique and special relationship. Do I think he was in love with her? I don't know. I mean, maybe. He never probably professed it or anything like that. He was married at the time and had his own children and his own life on the side. But I mean, I definitely think that you can tell by his writing of the book that he was definitely enamored with her. He um, sensed her allure that I talk about in my Jackie podcast series or the couple episodes I did a couple weeks ago. Um, he was obviously, you know, very in tune with the Jackie trance a little bit. But I think it's interesting to see someone firsthand talk about her and her allure and everything. And I think it's interesting that it still held up even when somebody was that close to her, which lets you know that that was actually probably who she was truly as a person, that she was this classy, witty, just well-rounded, spunky human being that we all, you know, believe that she is. Okay, I got one from Richard Benej, Benej, something like that, uh, that says, do you like Joe Kennedy the third? And I don't know a ton about Joe Kennedy III, if I'm being completely honest. I haven't really followed the politics of him or anything with him. I know that I like his Instagram presence. He seems like a, a jolly, nice guy. <laughs> but apart from that, I really don't know anything about him. 
I got two questions from Hufflepuff Historian, and it was, who do you think are the most overrated and underrated Kennedys? And then she wrote, if you think Jackie's the most underrated, then who's second? Because she probably knew that my answer would obviously be Jackie. Overrated Kennedys. That's interesting. I might have to think about this one for a second. Let's go to underrated first. Underrated, I'm going to say Eunice. I love her. I, I definitely think that she she has some clout, and she ha- obviously has many accolades and accomplishments and things. I mean, as many of them do. But she really did a lot and, and pioneered a lot for the special needs community, for people with, you know, different disabilities and things. I mean, it was just a passion of hers to create the Special Olympics and to create safe places for uh, people with disabilities. And I think that that's such a profound and really amazing thing that she did that was so unselfish. I don't know. I think it would be easy to take many of the Kennedy family members and think, okay, they obviously adored the attention a little bit, which is fine. Um, or they obviously liked the persona that they had and things like that. But Eunice really did something that wasn't for her own appearance whatsoever. And her children continue to, you know, help with that community, promote positivity and forgiveness. And her grandchild obviously wrote Gift of Forgiveness, Catherine Schwarzenegger, Pratt. Um, Maria Shriver is such a, a beacon of light and positivity. And I don't know, I just, I think that the that Shriver hub of people just really do their part in the call to public service and not for their own appearance, but really for the greater good of the community and our, our country. Okay. Overrated. That's so hard. Um, see, it's hard because they all, I feel like they all have such strengths in some parts and, and weaknesses as human beings do in some parts too. Um, some more than others, obviously, but I, you know, overrated. Who is overrated? Mm, I feel bad to answer that question. I have one in my brain, but I'm not going to answer it. Okay. Yeah, that's all I'm going to get for that. I have one, but I'm just not going to say. Okay. Uh, You can DM me if you're curious. Okay. Very popular question that I get a lot. Okay. This one is from Katie Brubaker, and it is, do you think Bobby and Jackie really had an affair after Jack's death? Yes, I do. I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings or anybody's feelings that I'm saying that, but I think that they did, as I've said a few times, and I'm going to do a episode on it, and I think I'm going to do it sooner than later because this is a really popular question, and it's a really popular subject and a really dishy one and really interesting to learn about and listen to, so I actually think within the next few weeks I will do the podcast on that one. Inspired by the Kennedys asked, out of all of Joe and Rose's children, who are your favorites? Gotta say... RFK is just incredible. So he is probably my top favorite. Eunice, as I mentioned, is another favorite. Uh, I'm going down the list. Thinking, thinking, thinking. I mean, I, I like many of them for different reasons, but I'm just going to give those two as my favorites. They um, carried out the Kennedy call to public service in incredible ways. And I, I, I really admire the two of them. So those, those are my two favorites. Okay, I got another question that is, can you do a whole episode on Jackie's style? And I would love to do that. I am not a stylist or anything, but I will go off people that are stylists and I can talk about how her incredible taste and style influenced women and uh, and fashion in general in, honestly, the 60s, 70s, and 80s because she was a trendsetter for all of those decades, plus probably more. 
Okay, I got a ton of questions, but that's all I'm going to answer today because this will be a really long podcast if I don't stop somewhere. Before we're done, though, I'm going to do my In the News segment. Big news story of the past seven days. Okay, so I read about this a few weeks ago. Um, J.K. Rowling, obviously author of Harry Potter and beyond, has decided to give back her RFK Ripple of Hope um, Human Rights Award that she received in December 2019. The decision came because Carrie Kennedy issued a statement earlier this month to say that J.K. Rowling's recently expressed views diminish the identity of transgender people. If you don't already know, J.K. Rowling has put out some very um, negative statements towards transgender people, and so Carrie Kennedy did not appreciate that whatsoever. So Rowling has literally given it back, which is pretty crazy. Um, Carrie Kennedy actually published this statement this month to the RFK Human Rights website, and it says, I have spoken with J.K. Rowling to express my profound disappointment that she has chosen to use her remarkable gifts to create a narrative that diminishes the identity of trans and non-binary people, undermining the validity and integrity of the entire transgender community. One that disproportionately suffers from violence, discrimination, harassment, and exclusion, and as a result experiences high rates of suicide, suicide attempts, homelessness, and mental and bodily harm. She went on to say that trans rights are human's rights. J.K. Rowling attacks people, or sorry, attacks upon the transgender community are inconsistent with the fundamental beliefs and values of the RFK human rights and represent a repudiation of my father's vision. So last week, Rowling posted a statement to her own website uh, saying that she has cho- chosen to return the Ripple of Hope Award because Carrie Kennedy, in, in quotes, incorrectly implied that she was transphobic. I'm not going to go into reading her statements, but basically she gave it back. So that is what happened there. Okay, second thing is Joe Kennedy III lost his run to be a senator, which is kind of sad, womp womp. Um, I posted on my Instagram the headline. Man, they are, poor guy. He is getting pretty torn down in those headlines. But about, like, the Kennedy dynasty being over, all that kind of stuff. Well, I posted an Instagram story that had a headline, and I think people thought that I actually agreed with the headline, which I don't. I got tons of messages of people being like, it's not over. He's still got a chance and all that. Totally believe that. I agree. He's young. He'll run again and all that kind of stuff. But he did lose. So 2020 strikes again. So that's all I have for the news, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, please rate and review if you like it. Those make me so happy, and they really, 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 really help me out, as I say every week. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm starting to sound like a broken record with that, but it really is important to the podcast. Um, subscribe, too, if you haven't already, and I will chat with you guys next week. Come on and vote for Kennedy, vote for Kennedy, keep America strong. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.